Hey, honeys, I have something exclusive to tell you. You can hear episodes of my show and 30 others, Harmontown, Drinky Fun Time, Dumpable Town, before anyone else on TuneIn First Play. Lucky you. You can listen right now on the TuneIn app. Play Nashville a week early. You're like living in a time machine, baby. So why don't you check it out? All you have to do is download the TuneIn app and listen for free. This is like being a podcast VIP. Don't forget, they also have live sports, news, music, audiobooks. It's enabled in Apple CarPlay, so I think you should check it out. All you have to do is go to tunein.com slash NatchBute. Tune in, baby. Feral Audio. On the back of my kiss, got a bag of dragon strips filled up with rip zips. Ram slammed the bread can. I got a bottled up with your bottle of brand damn. Got the Greek grass cracked up to the back up, back up, back stop with your back club. Click em, clack the acting, asking, acting, asking, acting on Wackington. Yo, Melissa Atkinson, where'd you get that back again? Give me my backpack back again, friend. Ooh, running up room two, come a cup, ooh, spew, I'm a cup, two, two, I'm a rub. I rub the rust up like a buck up a cup. The motherfucker suck, twist in the wind, you overcome a cup. Overcup, overflow it, over, never know it. Your name would never do, never got too much throw it. Throw them back with your cap, big boom in your back, stick doom in your crap. Got room in your knapsack for this jack back, fact the packing like a snacky cat. Ooh, got my baby, it's a snack cat. My snack cat never comes when you rack snap. You rack a shotgun and you stick it in my back. You poop back, you who hat, you who hat, you who hat. A who hat is that? A who hat is that? Twisting the whip, you got a friend of me, enemy. Never enemy, just a friend of me. Got an enemy in me, I'm about to spray friendly. I got an enemy in me, I'm about to spray friendly. Stepping up on stools, making the jewel. Okay, well, what's going on? You're just gonna fade it out like that? You're just gonna fucking fade it out like that? You're just gonna fucking fade it out. I was too rap. Raps, baby. I was doing raps. Not with a W, with an R. Hey, welcome to Twisting the Wind, everybody. I'm not going to look at these fucking VU meters, okay? I'm looking at words and pictures. No VU meters. Welcome to Twisting the Wind with Johnny Pemberton. I got my sponsored... 
I was about to say I got my sponsored uh, blue vape pen, but I don't have it. I don't have a... I do have it, but I'm not sponsored, and I don't really endorse it by any means whatsoever. Oh, I don't, but I, maybe I do. I don't know. I mean, well, who am I anymore? Who knows? What I do know is that this is a brand new episode of Twisting the Wind. I'm real happy to be, be bringing it to you. Uh, it's been a little bit of a an outlawed, uh, an outlawed backstep there, you know. You know how they do it. Uh, two steps forward, one step, two step forward, one step forward. Uh, Rip to Prince Jasbo, my homie back east. Um, Jamaica is east of us, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you for coming back here. Thank you for being here. It's uh, man, it's been some real deeply exciting times. I don't even know what to. I don't even know what to do here. See, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, my my sage plant died. I think it died. It got taken over by some marjoram. <laughs> you know, you, 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 you ever do that thing where you, you plant marjoram next to sage and you think it's going to be a fine thing because it's a big pot. There's plenty of room, guys. A lot of sun, a lot of water, a good spot. It's worked before. A lot of brand new soil in there. You think it's going to work out? And guess what? Marjoram just straight up fucking owns the place, even though even though sage was there first. Uh, sage, uh, um, uh, this type of sage, it's a clear Blondie sage, two eyes at the end of that. That's a beautiful scented sage. You haven't seen it. It's got sort of like a long, like a longer leaf. It's got a crank in it. And it is fucking, it smells so good if you burn it, it smells bad. You know what I'm saying? Because white sage is one thing. White sage is a thing when you burn it. It's like, ah, that's the sage you get for your witch house, for your new house. You gotta burn out those babies that died there. Um, but the Clevlandi sage, I think it's just so pungent, and when it's alive, that when you burn it, it just it just, it has it. That's a you know that's a thing in, in brewing. They talk about that in brewing because a taste is one taste when it's there, when it's tasting by you, when you're tasting it. It's not the same as when it gets fermented, when it's when it when it when it gets eaten by the yeast. It, it when it, when yeast eats it and when it poops it out, when it poops it out. Um, I'm John Favreau. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was accidentally doing that I wasn't trying to be John Favreau I, You know, I, I don't think that it sound anything like John Favreau Because I don't sound anything like him um, His voice is totally different I'm not good at impressions Unless I work on them To just constantly Without even working on them But more just like fucking around I get good at impressions So I'm basically not good at them Either way, uh, I want to say that about my sage and my marjoram. Uh, it's been a long time. I'm back from tour. Whoo! God, I wish I had like a nice little like a little. That would be too obvious. I want something like a. Everyone's got soundboards these days, right? That's my soundboard. That's a that's a, a classic welcome home sound made by my robot. Oh, I hate the word robot. Oh, oops. I don't like that word robot. Robots like ninja. Oh, God, if you combine the two... Ro- hey, well, come on down. We're having a robot ninja party. Hey, hey, I don't know. I don't drink. I don't drink or smoke or anything like that. I just say, you know, I'm really into robot ninjas. <laughs> That's my... <laughs> I'm sorry if you're the guy who's into robots and ninjas and likes robot ninjas, but for my money, it doesn't get cheesier than those two words, robot and ninja. Ooh, woo, baby, grow up. Like some... <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. Wow. Who 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 and who did I? Who am I did? 
uh, what is the day that he had that he was just thinking he could go on and be that way without even... Did I just squeak? Did I just whistle? I don't know. Maybe I, I did like a whistle, whistle, uh, whistle, whistle export. That's what they call it when you when you sneeze when you're having surgery. Uh, back from tour. Tour was uh, tour was great. Duncan Trussell and I were on this. Uh, I, don't, I keep wanting to say whirlwind tour, but I don't think it's whirlwind because I think that whirlwind is more of a campaign thing, right? When you're on a when you're on a campaign, when you're campaigning for something, campaign, campaign, campaign. Campaign, campaign, campaign. Ooh, baby blast. Uh, thanks for being here. I said that so many times. You're not even here. You're listening. I'm not here where you are. You're where you are listening to what this is recording. Recording's fucking weird, huh? It's changed the entire nature of our lives. The fact that we can record. Like, you're right now, you're listening to the past. You are in the future right now. You are listening to something that is in the past. You're fucking... Somehow there's this little time machine that just just grab the the essence of me like the like it really is your voice is important that's what people recognize voices they're fucking important so guys you you just you just fucking uh, you just listen to a goddamn time machine right now I, I talked about this a long time ago in some episode when it was when the podcast was first burgeoning. I feel like it's not burgeoning at the moment, but that's okay. Uh, it'll, it will burgeon. There will be a round two, and it's going to be big. And those of you who have been on, in on the ground floor, wow, it's going to feel pretty fucking rad, man. Um, there's, so, there's an article by William Gibson, and I'll mention this again. And it's called Dead Man Sings. It's in that book he wrote called, well, it's not a book he wrote. It's a compilation book called Distrust That Particular Flavor. But this essay he's reprinting all these older essays and sort of commenting on them after like oh it's been 15 years uh that's not what he sounds like though um and yeah dead man sings it's just about how fucking crazy that is man like i could be dead right now i mean maybe i am i am dead right now because the time is just this time exists like right now you're listening to this you could be listening to this god knows when you're listening to this right now god hey guess what i'm dead I'm dead right now. I'm dead, but I'm not dead, am I? Because you're, I'm alive. There's a sound you're hearing because it got recorded. Wow. Yeah, man. Just think about that every time you wake up, huh? That shit's getting recorded and it's like not even a big deal, okay? It's not even a fucking big deal. It's like the littlest deal. There's so many billions of recordings, so many minutes, so many seconds that have been logged, high def, low def, or it doesn't matter the def because it's like, it's non-def because it's just whatever the whatever the definition is, is, is described by the... It is the the definition is of the moment. It doesn't even exist in any sort of real calculatable sense. It's fucked up, bro. It is fucked up, bro. Dead. I'm fucking dead right now. Wow. Uh, I know that sounds really. It's like I'm trying to be cheeseball, but yeah, technically I am dead right now. I'm just totally dead. You're listening to something dead. You're listening to something. It's not alive. I'm not, not there right now. I'm not there with you right now. I had this big long diatribe about how I hate recorded music, which is not true. I just am, I'm tired of all um, my entire musical experience being not entire, but just so much of it is 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 the interaction with recordings and what a fucking sham that is in a sense. Because uh, like anything else, and like any art, and like any anything that's uh, that moves through the air invisibly, 
you want to fucking be there for it and not just deal with this thing that's been recorded, this this weird stamp that has a totally different resolution than the thing that was actually produced. It's there. It's a great approximation, but it's just a fucking clone. And it's a, yeah, whatever. Whoa, man. It sounds like you're having a little problem being articulate on subject. Oh, not, not subject, but, well, that, that particular subject you're talking about there, dude. Hey, what's up? This is Donnie Jeffco. You know, you know, your announcer, dude. Uh, what you're talking about there is it's, it's a hard thing to be articulate about because it's something that isn't really described by words. It's music. It's sound. It's a hard thing. And you know what? That is why you reference that article, right? Is because that article by that brilliant award-winning author is good at describing what you're trying to describe. So that's why you read it, right? Yeah, man. So uh, so chill out about it and uh, definitely go to Corey's barbecue. Are you gonna do, go to Corey's barbecue? It's gonna be fucking sweet, dude. He got these ribs flown in from. I think from Paris. <laughs> uh, just kidding. No one gets ribs from Paris. Unless, I, I don't know, is that a thing? This all goes back to the fact that the tour with Duncan Trussell was outstanding. And those of you who are listening, who came to some of the shows, thank you so much. That was, I mean... There's something that you can really say about that. It really, as far as uh, how nice that is, what what a what a special occasion that is. Because for every every fifteen people, that's like good set, great job, good, good, wonderful, super funny, all that stuff. Doesn't matter if someone's like, hey, I listen to Twisting the Wind. Wow! Instantly, I'm just I'm just blown away. I'm like, wow! No way! Do you do really? Are you just saying that? You just are you putting me out? Are you fucking getting me to go on a hack instead of taking a hack? I'm going to go on one because I cannot understand that. That's how that's, that's what I, if you met me, you know, that's what I would, would, how I react to things as Kevin, you know, me and, me and, me and Kevin. But so that was just, that was just a fucking hat. That was a hallelujah blast forth right there. Feeling all that, uh, feeling all that love. It's just such such extreme out, outstanding love. Some of those shows were just ridiculous. It was just like it was like what's going on here? This isn't even a comedy show. It's just people who are down for God. I mean, we could have done something bad. We could have done something negative. We could have like let's go fucking flip some cars, and people would have been woo. I think they would have. I think you would have, right? You right now, you. Hey, hey, you. Yeah, you would have been down and flipped some cars. <laughs> there was sort of a, a moments of uh, invincibility in some of those shows that were um, not anything that we brought. It was something that was created in the moment. And shit, that was outstanding stuff. Some of the, so I, I gotta say, if it, some of those shows are some of the greatest shows I've ever had in my career as a stand-up comedian. And that's all because of... Uh, Awesome people who listen to podcasts, who listen to my podcast, listen to Duncan's podcast, and people who listen to anything that 
we've been a part of, and you, 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 you know someone in a sense where you're just, you're just so down for the ride, aren't you? Because you're just ready to go. Because you've already, you're already up to speed. It's like you're in a train that's driving. You, 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 the tracks have just merged, and you're in this train that's right next to the other train. Like, oh shit, we're at right at the train, the same speed as your train. So let's just uh, enjoy this moment of uh, coexisting on a parallel uh, f- forward momentum together, you know? Blast from the... P- I almost said blast from the... P- See, I, I have a special filter on here that if I say any type of um, rhyming colloquialism, like uh, something borrowed something... I can actually I don't know what that one is. That's a wedding one. I don't even know what it is. Um... Uh, uh, well, see, that's the thing. I'm, I'm so, I've been so having, have them those. Cl- I wouldn't touch him with a ten foot. <laughs> see, just the, this special machine here. What it does is it flips on, it, it distorts and blows out anything I say if I say any type of like reality show colloquialism. So I have to say it wrong. Like instead of saying, I wouldn't touch him. With a ten foot, I won't say it because it'll just bu- it'll blow out. Uh, I wouldn't trust him with a ten foot pole. See, I can say that because w- that's that's wrong. I wouldn't trust I wouldn't trust that guy with a ten foot pole, which just doesn't make any sense. Which actually was said on a reality show I saw one time. Someone said that I wouldn't trust him with a ten foot pole. You know what that means? It means you <laughs> wouldn't allow someone to skim your pool while you're while you're gone. Yeah. So. Uh, quick word from the sponsor. Uh, we're brought to you. <laughs> I tried to say, I tried to try to think of that, but we don't have a sponsor right now. Uh, but if you want to sponsor Twisting the Wind, you're you're more than welcome to. There you go. I'm just throwing <laughs> out there like that. Uh, you're more than welcome to sponsor it if you want to. Uh, please rate and review the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. If you need to contact the podcast, it's twistingthewind at gmail.com. That's twistingthewind at gmail.com. My Twitter name. <laughs> I think it's funny to say that because I, I think everyone knows, right? I don't know. If, I don't think I know my, do I know my fans? I don't know if I do. I think that, I like the thing that you, you know, it's weird because sometimes people come up to you and they just have a fucking clue about one thing, but they do about the other. I'm like, how did you arrive at those pieces of, that piece of information? Like, how did you know how to uh, peel an orange, but didn't know what it was called? Something like that. Or how did you... Just things like, how did you get those two pieces of information that I thought were, were, were co-mingled indefinitely? Oh, that's a fucking good little phrase there. Um, that's for your next time you're in a board meeting. Well, well, uh, well, um, that, that's true. I, I think that's, um, well, it is what it is. And at the end of the day, all things being equal, I think we want to indefinitely co-mingle the products. And I think we'll create a synergistic effect that will really have, uh, some great, outgoing ramifications for the consumer because uh, we find that intermingled, uh, co- we find that co-mingled um, uh, and indefinite co-mingling is the way to go because if you set up a timetable for withdrawal, you're going to have an Iraqi situation, but you know, in terms of um, our our business, which is insert here. So yeah, get that, get that, I'll try. Give it a try. Um, and yeah, how did you how did you get those pieces of information apart? How did you do it? How did you fucking do it? I wanted so much to talk about the tour. I really do. I want to like give like a long 
detailed, drawn-out description of it. But really, I think about 80% of that would be me bitching about the different ways in which I hated certain hotels. Like the things, the very specific things they did wrong. Like like the one in Chattanooga that has the fitness center where it's just, yeah, just make it look like you're in a fucking aquarium. Like you're like, you're like a hamster for on display for everyone to watch. What is the, what, the, what, what is that? What is that? Huh? Nobody wants to fucking look at you. You don't want to look at anybody else, do you? I mean, maybe put like a little bit of fog on the glass or something. See, that's what it is. Who cares about that? Is that's not is that funny or interesting? You know what the problem is? You got these fucking places that have got these goddamn giant ass pools. There's no hot tub. Okay, I don't give a fuck how hot it is outside or where in the country you are. There's nothing more important than soaking in a hot tub after travel. There is no more. There is no more uh, non-intrusive yet effective. There is no more effective while also being completely harmless, uh, uh, stereopathetic, um, homeopathic remedy in this world than a fucking hot tub, baby. If you got a pool, there's no reason you shouldn't have a hot tub. You gotta have a hot tub. There is, I mean, God, there, it just it just does wonders. There's never a time when I've, oh, it's just like it's, it's like bowling and yogurt. There's never a time when I'm like, oh, yeah, I definitely don't want to go in a sit in a a hot tub. Isn't You don't even have to have jets. I don't care if it doesn't have jets. Have a fucking hot tub, okay? Because I'm traveling. My back hurts from sitting in that fucking shit little box of a car. Listen to that fucking asshole trussle. <laughs> what if I just did that? I just started fucking mouthing off about how much I can't stand them. Um, yeah, I fucking, I need, that, I need that hot tub, man. When there's no hot tub, there's no hope. Okay, they should call them hope tubs. Because it's just, there's nothing, there's no, there's no greater reinvigoration of personal hope than a, a 10 minute soak. It just loosens those muscles up, lets you be yourself. <sighs> We're brought to you by, um, you know, I couldn't think of the name of a, of a company that makes whirlpools. So, uh, all that being said, just all that, all that fucking horse mouth. <laughs> all that hey, all that hey, hey ha, he ha, yee ha, yay ho, hey ho, yay ho, hey ho, big, big butt sayo. Did you think these, this guy's gay o, rayo? Well, I got a real tail, hail, kale, whale smell. Uh, the smelly belly got my fucking shotgun telly. Uh, more Mark Gaddafi got my bumble deli. Never know which one did All right. Are you done there? <laughs> okay, chill out. Chill out. Jesus, what are we in church? <laughs> uh, that would be like a terrible, I'd be like a horrible church if that was the way. Jeez, he's just doing the whole choir thing there, isn't he? Hmm. Okay, I'm just going to let him. He's, walk, he's walking away. Uh, hey, Donnie Jeffcoat here again, Twisting the Wind announcer, especial. Uh, big fan of. Um, 
of uh, Volkswagen vans. I'm working on a new one right now. I'm fixing it up. It's going to be really sweet. Uh, so here's the deal. We had a big call lined up to introduce the guest today, but we're having some internet connectivity issues. Uh, it's not, it's not my fault. I mean, I don't do it that I don't, that's not my job here on the show. Uh, it's actually the, the office's fault because they just have, they haven't been, uh, they haven't been figuring out how to fucking get the goddamn internet to work correctly. So it's not robust enough to me make a call. So I'm just going to do a vocal, uh, an all natural male vocal introduction of the guest. And, um, I wanted to do a call. There's going to be more calls coming up in the future because there's a lot of new numbers that have been sourced by our crack shot hot pot uh, smash team of uh, number buddies. And if you have a number that you think would be good for Johnny to talk to on the podcast, the, f- the email for that is twistingthewind at gmail.com. Please feel free to send something in. All right, we're well, coming up now. Please welcome to the podcast a very special guest here today. He's a comedian. He's a writer. He's a great personality and a speaker of high esteem. James Patterson. Welcome to Twisting the Wind. Yeah, how you doing? How you sound? Uh, you sound good. How do, you, do I sound? How can do you, you sound? Do you, can you hear yourself? Uh, yeah. This has got a little short in it, so sometimes it may. Is oh, it, okay. is it working? Yeah, no. You it just should, fiddle it, with that it, if it's got a problem. No, it seems to be. But either way, is this is sound is going? Sound through? is going. We are we are ripping right now. We are okay. ripping and rolling. We're not trolling. We're just fucking going. Got a good level here for audio. Jow, zow, <laughs> jow, noodles. Cool. James Patterson. Yes. Uh, welcome. Welcome what, to Twisting the Wind. We, we're, we're taping right we're now? We're going now. This All is right. how I always do it. I just uh. get going because if you make it, I have a problem with that. When you when you try to start something, then you're like, oh, oh who's starting? It's like a thing where you got to have a, you either have to have a, a mutually agreed on shotgun start, pistol start, or you just have to just be always going. So... So we're always going, basically. So I, I've I been going since I was in the Uber on the way over here. Yeah. This has been... Yeah. Nice. You Ubered. All right. Yeah. Did what do you, you think about Uber? Bar? I think it's good. It's good. In a, in a way. I mean, right. obviously, there's... Uh, should I not put my water... It doesn't matter. The, uh, you can do whatever you want. Oh, that's equipment. definitely an Uber water yeah. right there. Yeah. The, uh, I'm cutting back. Yeah. Bottle. Listeners, if you don't know what yeah. Uber is, if you're listening in a different... In a small city, Uber is a special uh ride sharing program that allow that use use your phone to call a guy who doesn't know how to drive anywhere because he's just moved here from fucking estonia or ukraine or uh, some other so former just soviet republic soviet republic <laughs> yeah um. and usually nice guy usually 90 percent of them are are heavily nice and they will take you to where you want to go in their car 
and you don't have to tip them and it's all electronic. And it's the pretty... car has to be, I think, within two years old. For Does reasons. it really? Yeah, yeah. That's oh, why they're I didn't all know new. That. Yeah. Do you God, ever do you take it? I, I'm not I do sure. All... Do I detect a bit of Hi, uh, antipathy in your tone, or <laughs> is there, or you <laughs> like it? I mean, I don't know. I, I get frustrated when it's when the person's job is to drive, and I have to sit there and oh, be like, right. okay, no, 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 yeah. not yeah. left, no, left, <laughs> not, not here, no, 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 that that that's a driveway, that's yeah. a driveway, no, uh, keep yeah, this street here. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't uh, mind if they only yeah. know 12 words of English, which a right. lot of them do, but I think all 12 should be driving related words, yeah. <laughs> left, right. They should know all of that. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, it's tough. Yeah. But you, uh, you were from Boston, right? Uh, only as a standup. Okay. That's, that's where I started. Got it. But where are you from originally? I grew up in New Jersey. New Jersey. Where in New Jersey? Uh, a town called Paramus. Man. So that's like really... Much that's like where I'm from, which is a place that is exists in the United States. It's a not place like where yeah, where where people. It's an unexceptional. To, people tend to leave. Okay, yeah. Paramus. You're and you're from uh, Minnesota? Rochester, Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, right. Which may be even more yeah. notable because the, the Mayo Clinic is there. Oh, right. And uh, so that's something. Paramus is notable for a few uh, odd, oddities. What's um, it notable for? Um, malls. Malls? It's five miles over the George Washington Bridge, so New Yorkers okay. shop there. They basically. go there to like really just like to they, shop incognito. Yeah, yeah. To uh, buy it there. It's also the setting of the town of the uh, in the film Coneheads was supposedly uh, <laughs> <laughs> was supposedly impressed. Coneheads. Donald R. D. Chico. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that so vividly. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't. Know. I watched I, the movie one time, but he's like. <laughs> Here's your name, uh, Donald R.D. Donald R.D. Chico. <laughs> I, for me, it's the the kid when the kid raises her voice and he says, "Maintain low tones, low tones, maintain low tones." I think that all the time really? when people are yelling on the bus or something. I'm just thinking. It is weird how movies get in your head like that. You yeah. just you can't help but ape them throughout your entire life. <laughs> Fatum has such a good joke about that. Our friend Josh Fatum has a joke about how. What's the point of saying it? Basically, just how he would say what's the problem all the time, but in a certain tone. And he realized years later, after saying it forever, that it's he's basically doing the exact same thing that Michael Jackson says in Thriller when he goes, "What's the problem?" <laughs> but it took right. years of him saying that to realize, like, like I know it's yeah. coming from somewhere. He had been infected like by a just, virus. <laughs> yeah, it's like something, some yeah. laser just shot down from the from space and. Boom, Instead of putting it in negative information, they put this weird yeah. remnant of pop culture in your brain to just to tumble around until you die. Uh, yeah, there there are tons of them for me. Oh, really? <laughs> what are some other popular ones? You know, uh, popular popular uh, um oh. brain oh, memes. Oh, oh, oh right, yeah. right. Oh God, what are what are some? Well, I'm gonna fix the lighting in here. Hold on. See, this is gonna get. See, how's this? That's better. Oh, that's much better. Yeah, yeah. see? That's, yeah, any, any yeah, other popular yeah. brain memes? Yeah, he just turned the lights down. And I'm feeling much more comfortable with my rosacea. Right, I just turned are. the uh, the lights. <laughs> I changed the lighting aspect ratio. We still have some lamps over here. Yeah, no, this is... this is. It's better. Much nicer. It's much nicer. This is your office? It's, I share it with the person you just met. Oh, right. This is great. I don't know if I want to say his name because maybe he doesn't want to be named. No, I don't no, know. he might not be. Maybe not. But it's okay. Uh... So yeah, no, just all all movies. I mean, they're just the, like any, pretty much any mm -hmm. line from any Quentin Tarantino movie. I think at least once a day. Really, like, like it, it could be a bad motherfucker. It could be anything. <laughs> like, there's nothing. Bad like, motherfucker. No limit. Yeah. To the way that it sort of weasels in. Yeah. So you grew up in uh, the city that I just forgot. Uh, Paramus. Paramus. Land of, the Lenny Lenape word for land of the wild turkey. If you'd like to call really? it land of the wild turkey, we could do that too. Wow. Yeah. The land, so you grew up in the land of the wild turkey. <laughs> what was that like growing up there? 
I it, pretty. I, I imagine pretty close to your as nondescript right. as you could. I mean, the only, it's really a part of Metro New York in a way. So mm-hmm. you do. You know, you feel like you're a New Yorker. A New Yorker, and you know about New York sports fans, and bagels, stuff like that. Ba- yeah, Jews, everything. Yeah. You know, you're a New Yorker in a way. Yeah. But um, you're not. You're I mean, not. It is no. I didn't. I, yeah. was, I think one black kid in my school. It was really that kind of place. Yeah. Wow. So. What, your school it's like a suburban place essentially uh yeah oh yeah, the, yeah i mean the the fur i mean i think my we were the ch- the children of the original white flight okay people. like so wow so, yeah it's it's christie country there that's where yeah know, public it christie might as well country. be in alabama politically like, god it's, it's so weird to think about that yeah and what was that what were you into when you were growing up um you know it's just uh the Mets. The Mets. And, uh, you into sports a lot. Yeah. Well, Did you yeah. ever get beat up or anything? Um, not really. No. Not I, once. I, 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 yeah. I mean, I got into fights and stuff really? like that, but I wasn't picked on so much. I, I only asked because I met you through the Walsh brothers, mm-hmm. and those guys are like, you know, if there's a, f- they have like a thousand fight stories because half the people they know are in prison right now yeah, for yeah. Well, they, God knows I, what. They grew up in a yeah, basically a. a they grew up in a fucking uh, prison right training ground. <laughs> it was, yeah, they... Uh, right. Uh, the town, the town, the they, town. they call it. Which is, yeah, I wasn't sure. Well, so you guys met, you guys met in the we Boston in, comedy yeah, scene? we met in, uh, we, I think, after my third time on stage or something like that. Okay. Those guys, we were just kind of starting out right yeah. at the same time. But you see, so grew up in uh, the land of the wild turkey. Yeah. Like so yeah, in like baseball. Suburbs, you know, fights and things like that. That's all kids. I played pool, got into fights. You play a lot of pool? Yeah. Were yeah. you like a shark, kind of? Um, I was pretty good. I'm, that means you were really good. Yeah. No, if I, I, I know you, you're a humble guy. I, I'm you good, but uh, if you're good at pool, in my case, there's good and then I was good enough that I would lose money all the time. Really? Because only the better people would play me. Right. And they were better. Oh, okay. So it was like that. You know? So you got into the echelon where... Yeah, that's a real thing. It's like the whole thing where when the athletes, they, I want to get paid um, $500 million, $5,999,999 million so I just, <laughs> just to stay under the tax bracket where I'll get fucking right. spanked by the government. Yeah. So you made the mistake of getting just good enough to get into the next bracket of yeah, yeah. Uh, competitiveness. I, I yeah. remember, so I can't remember what the movie was. There was some Western and the guy was like practicing his gunfighting skills. Right. And some old wise man said to him, you know, son, better you get at that the more you're gonna have to use it and i that was pools like that for me it's like the better i got the more i got my ass kicked jeez comedy's almost a bit like that in some ways i guess yeah you you end up being on shows with better and better people right and you 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 start looking worse because (laughs) they're better yeah well i never thought about that that way it's true it's 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 loser thinking yeah it is it's kind of it's (laughs) not a good way not a good attitude i'm always good for that is that when you were growing up and stuff? Is that so? You got how did you get into playing pool? Uh, it was just everywhere. Just everywhere. Yeah, there, that's like there, a thing. That's there like a New were like York three thing. Three huge. None of them are there anymore, but there are pool halls just all around. See pool halls. I always think of a pool hall as being like the scariest place ever. Like like black men with gold it, teeth who have knives like and who bad, are named badly word brown kind yeah. of. Yeah, like <laughs> right. I have a walk in and be like, "What are you doing here, motherfucker?" <laughs> like yeah. that kind of shit. Where I'm just gonna get stabbed instantly. It was a, a slightly different menacing really? uh, guy where I grew up because it was you know. Uh, a lot of this, the culture where I grew up in New Jersey was surrounded or focused on like Italian American nonsense. Right. So we had a lot of like, you know, which half of my was half of everybody that I grew up with was either Italian, Irish or Irish and Italian. And you're, you're and, half um, and half. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I, I'm a mutt. I have a bunch of little things. Too. Got it. But so, yeah, we had a lot of those guys, like the Jersey Shore characters. Oh, yeah. They kind of populated the pool halls and you had to deal with them. And it was you know, just meatheads. Oh, they're fucking animals. That was why <laughs> that, that was why I hated that show so much, because I was like, you know, at least the first half of that show, they they sort of portrayed them as like these lovable, dopey sweethearts. Yeah. If you went down to the Jersey Shore on any night, those fucking apes were beating the shit out of everyone they saw. It really? Was, yeah, they were fucking animals. It My was God. So, but they, and they did touch on that toward the end of that show. I yeah. think one of those idiots got into a fight at, at some point. Yeah, but, they definitely got yeah. into fights. They got to. What's the point of uh, going to the gym if you're not going to crack uh, yeah. some skulls it, on the boardwalk? It, it, I mean, they, they, in that show, they, they sort of made it seem like that the goal was women. Right. But when you don't get women, you're like, they, you have to salvage the night somehow. So they beat the shit out of it poor unsuspecting kid it's like the Ernest Hemingway book Men Without Women oh right yeah. I think the cover is yeah. two guys <laughs> boxing <laughs> it is right. okay. I think I don't know if I ever read that I think I read it at a time when uh, like I think I, re- I did all my Hemingway reading in high school before I'd ever had sex so uh-huh. I think it's like basically I didn't read anything <laughs> you know what I mean because I didn't understand the male female dynamic whatsoever yeah and that's all his books are about right is uh well is dealing I, with women I, and yeah I mean his interpretation of, of yeah, male female which dynamics is which which are special slanted. <laughs> slanted in a yeah, yeah. but yeah I, I read all my I me too I think everybody kind of at this point reads Hemingway pretty young before yeah. before you realize what an odd probably asexual weirdo he actually was right but, i mean i've i haven't revisited any of his books so i really have no yeah. like bearing in it like it was always all very romantic to me reading like farewell to arms yeah and yeah from the, the bell toes yeah sun also rises yeah. yeah it almost felt like beat literature the in be- a way you yeah. kind of the best the best one to revisit is actually the, is the memoir uh, really a movable feast okay because then it's just him you see what a petty old man he had become and he's just ripping everybody apart it's great yes he uh i read that book the african one about hunting in africa i can't remember what it's called what are his um, uh well the, the snow the snows of kilimanjaro's one that's then, one of them uh, some other one it's basically uh, just all about hunting. He just yeah. every chapter's like we hunted this today, and this was yeah, the, yeah. what we hunted. I, I can't remember what I was. I read the other the yeah. his other uh, one note, the bullfighting book. Okay, the, uh, Death in the Afternoon. Yeah, yeah, that was another one where you're just like this guy. <laughs> all this guy thinks about is 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 Dick. Like he must yeah. just be. <laughs> he's got to be deeply confused about everything. Yeah, I mean, he did off himself. He did, yeah. And in Rochester, a, Minnesota, too. Wait. Yeah, that's like the one. I always forget that, but I, I grew up in a house that was one house up the hill from a house owned by a doctor who, this is, you know, 60 years ago yeah. in Rochester, Minnesota. And he Hemingway lived with him for like about a few months. And he was, a, I think he was a psychologist, a psychologist or psychiatrist or something. Hemingway used to walk, do these long walks like constantly in our neighborhood. And I think... I'm probably getting it wrong, but I know he, if he, I don't know if he killed himself there or if he killed himself as soon as he left Rochester, Minnesota, he is when he committed wow, suicide. I didn't, so. I didn't know that. I also read yeah. somewhere recently, I don't know if you heard, that he had, he had tried a few times before. Really? And the most gruesome attempt, he, he supposedly, he was on a tarmac, they were, you know, flying somewhere and he tried to run into the propeller what the plane. fuck was, yeah but they tackled him before he, my before god he this is a, a eerie day to talk about yeah it is suicide <laughs> given yeah given uh well so we're today is the day after they uh discovered robin williams who committed suicide and it's uh 
Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, it's like it's, it's hard to even talk sim- about. I mean, it's the, just the parallels are, just, you know, somewhat. Yeah, because there's people who are immensely creative and and uh, yeah, super. Because um, yeah, the whole thing with Ron Williams is it was, he was always he was always on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm. I, I was wrong on this, or if I, you know, maybe I'm misremembering right. my impression of him. But I, I sort of always got the sense whenever I saw this guy in an interview or especially if it was a, you know, not on Carson or something, right. if you saw him on any sort of off the beaten path kind of interview, he always seemed like a sad guy. He did. He seemed very desperate and not, not desperate, but seemed just very like trying to grab yeah, something, trying to hold like on to something in his like, skin and like he was drowning. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess not it, to say that I expected this, but you right. know, it just always seemed like he was. I mean, the the character in Goodwill Hunting, which he's he was so lauded for, I think that was probably a, a, a close approximation to what yeah. he was like. I mean, he seemed. I met him one time in the UCB green room when he there was about maybe six years ago, something like that. He started going out to shows, just random yeah. shows, small shows in L.A. And he came to the show. It was like a like a late night comedy show after like a more popular one. And he was there. He was doing a set. And I was like, this is when I used to hang out there all the time and hang out in the green room and stuff because it was like the it was the amateur show kind of yeah, or yeah. the one that people used to work on material. And uh, he did a set. It was you know hilarious. And everyone was just. I mean, people weren't laughing at that much because they were just sort of like, oh my god, oh, what's yeah, going on here? I, I yeah. I don't. I, I met him twice and but once not. I, once I was in, working in a restaurant and he right. was there. I, I worked at a restaurant that in Beverly Hills where they hosted the CA's after party for the mm-hmm. Golden Globes. And it was in 2005 and it was he was awarded the Cecil B. DeMille okay. Award by the Golden Globes that night. So he showed up and um, sweetest guy in the world. Yeah. He was like with his kids and every celebrity you could think of was, was there. And I remember I had been I, – I don't get – uh, excited when I see celebrities because right. I've worked in these restaurants for so long and they're always around. But that night, Sasha Baron Cohen was there, uh-huh. who I had just like been exposed to, yeah, or whatever. And he was, I guess, he was filming Borat the film. Okay, the so he was in Borat, oh, fucking God. facial hair, yeah. And, like, he, you know, and he's like, he's gigantic. he's so tall, he's, like six yeah, seven, yeah. yeah. And, he's, and he's a weird guy, and he was kind of like creeping around, and he was just being acting odd. And when Robin Williams got there, he and I was kind of trying to eavesdrop on all this mm-hmm. he just immediately started pray like he zeroed in on robin williams and started almost uncomfortably like williams was surrounded by his people and yeah. stuff and he kind of got in there and he was just i, I mean so effusive to the point where he was just praising him saying you know you meant everything to me when i was wow. a kid i mean all so much so that at a certain point i started to think oh fucking no he oh. is fucking with Robin Williams right now. <laughs> like Jeez. I thought, cause that was all I knew of this guy was he yeah. just went around and fucked with people and it seemed like he was fucking with him, but it went on for so long that I realized he wasn't and he really, you know, this yeah. guy was a big influence on him. And at the sense. end I saw Robin Williams put Sasha Baron uh, Cohen's phone number into his phone. Okay. And he said like, yeah, if you're ever in San Francisco, we'll, you know, we'll get Got to it. It was such a weird fucking yeah, thing that is to, strange. to watch. Cause I, I've, I've been, the, I've been, I've done it before. I did that to the guy, Ed Kowalczyk, the lead singer of Live. Uh-huh. Saw them in Mankato, Minnesota. And it was like, this is after Live was big. So they're playing in Mankato, mm-hmm. Minnesota at a college, basically a gym. Yeah. 
it was packed, but still, it's a gym yeah. in Mankato. <laughs> and like this, the school where anyone can go to the school because right. it's just like, you want, you, 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 you have to go to college? Yeah. Mankato, you can go here. It's okay. We'll, we'll let you come here. You can drive on this two-lane road. That's two-lane road. You're probably gonna get killed on one night driving drunk. You can come to you can get a degree here, while what? you're just blitz drunk constantly. <laughs> what did Chris Rock call those schools? Uh, I don't know. He's an disco for? with books. Oh, disco with like, books, probably. Yeah, give, give us give us fifty dollars. You can come get your learn on. I think that was, <laughs> I think that was one of his. So I saw that. I saw them that day, and I think I don't know why. This is probably like it was in like this really point point in my life when I just wanted to be a complete smart ass to people like 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 public acting almost you mm-hmm. know acting yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh afterwards we hung outside the back door waiting for the band to come out and it wasn't there's was not a clamor for that at all it was like a few of us and all men of course which is i mean i can't imagine that now that i imagine if you're in a band you come out after performing like you do a good job you perform performing great you come out and there's like a couple of dudes lingering who want to talk to you because it's always dudes who are the most into the thing. Yeah, yeah. it's never. Yeah, it's, I mean, as far as anything I've ever been involved in, it's always men who are the ones who the, they're the fans. Yeah, and they yeah. want they want to pick your brain. Right, you're just desperately oh, trying. God, don't you have a sister? Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't you have a fucking sister? Like even a mom who's young, maybe. God. You poor fucking... I don't so, have a process. Get away from me. Yeah. <laughs> so we're hanging out there, and Ed Kowalczyk comes out, and I say, look, I get to him, and I say, I'm so into you, man. I'm so into your band. And he was like, thank you. Thank you so much. And I was definitely... <laughs> that was not sincere. Like, what I was saying was not sincere to him. And it's like a thing I still to this day kind of feel bad for that. I mean, I don't know if he could detect it. Maybe he could because he's, he's a high-minded Buddhist fellow and he uh, <laughs> right. he's an emotional guy. Yeah. Maybe he could detect that and he just would let it let it slide because I'm just this fucking young punk motherfucker <laughs> back there fucking with this poor guy who played Mankato State University Yeah, with I, Tracy Bonham opening. <laughs> Good show. Yeah. It was awesome, actually. Yeah. They played all the fucking hits, and yeah. oh yeah, it was it was fun. I enjoyed it, but either way, that was like a, well, this is coming off the heels of the time when I used to. Um, anytime I saw a band member from the band Creed, which yeah. only happened once, yeah, I saw this guy in the. Still, I think that's a lot for most people. Yeah, and I and I knew them well because I watched the behind the music probably about fifteen times. <laughs> it's one of the funniest behind the music there ever is. It's just like. <laughs> It's hard to describe. That's it's one, the, it's the, so great. The Christian rock. Guys, yeah. Right? Well, Christian yeah. is in is in double, triple quotes. <laughs> it's sort of Christian in this idea that, um, okay, yeah, sure. I guess we went to church, so we'll be Christian because because that's like a def- that's who we are. And those yeah. guys are about as Christian as any. I don't know. Oh, really? I it, it wasn't. They're not really Christian. Christian. Oh, they kind that. of are, but so they're it's not. A hustle of some kind. It's sort of a hustle. It's sort of just a thing where I don't know how to describe it. I think it's just a. Uh, uh, you know how like the president has to believe in God, yeah. Even if he doesn't, yeah. I think it's maybe sort of like right, right. I don't know. That, that's not a good analogy. Yeah. But either way, they're well, not no, that I, Christian. I, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Barack Obama doesn't believe in God. No, but but he's got to. He yeah, has he's got to. to say it. Even you can't if, not. Who is the his reverend? Oh, Reverend, reverend Jeremiah Wright. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even it's America's a, chickens are coming home to roost. <laughs> right. That's how crazy the American people are. Like that guy, that kind of God yeah. is even better than no God. Yep. <laughs> even that fucking. You cannot be no believey. <laughs> yeah. You cannot. 
I mean, you can go to this rock and roll show every Sunday and watch this guy scream. Yeah. But I'm going to take you Well, I saw that. I was in the Orlando Mall, the Mall of the Millennium. It's like this fucking big, shiny palace of shit in Orlando yeah. Mall. And I saw the drummer, I think his name is Scott Phillips for Creed. I walk up to him and I was like super sincere, like, man, I fucking love you guys. You guys are so great. Um, can I, I had a napkin from Manchu Walk, the food court, and he signed it. And I had it framed and I was sat on the sat above my toilet for years in college <laughs> I'm such a that's such a fucking total bitter not bitter just no you fucking, were too young to be bitter you were what just... a bastard I am <laughs> to like make fun of your like to do that to his yeah. he, he, didn't, he didn't know he these had no people idea. were outrageously successful yeah outrageously successful Rich and I'm just being like hey man um, I love you guys and like he signed a napkin (laughs) and it was really funny it was like a real source of pride for me is having that the drummer from Creed signature on a a food court napkin framed on my toilet (laughs) I think that's worth doing yeah I wish I could find that I think it's gone forever it's it's been sucked into the vacuum of the ether of time or something so what was in in Rochester is it uh, is that sort of real middle America Christian-y. It is. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's, I guess it's Christian-y. I think it's Lutheran. Minnesota mm. Lutherans are sort of, uh, Another. they're religious, but it's more, it's more a religion of stoicism. Right. Yeah. Stoicism similar. and not non, don't meddle, don't meddle, don't, <laughs> yeah. if it ain't broke, don't fix the it. Religion if of it, non-intervention. Yeah. Even yeah. if it is broken, it's meant to be broken. <laughs> allow it to stay broken because, yeah. Or either that or also the opposite, like fi- always be fixing things because you should, if you, what do you mean you're not doing? Be doing, be doing, wake up, be doing, don't say much, yeah. just be doing. And it doesn't seem like Rochester is an easy place to be doing. It seems like that would be a it's place freezing. to be not doing. Yeah. If- but you have to be, well, that's, that's the other side of it. That's why everyone's a, that's why everyone's a fucking alcoholic. And yeah, right. cause you know, those winters they are just, they're like fucking hell. I mean, I'm sure New Jersey's bad, but Minnesota well, is just time terrible. In Boston too, which sucks. Yeah, it's terrible. It's the kind of thing where, I mean, I've been so apart from it for so long. I've forgotten just to. It's this bleakness that is. Uh, that, oh yeah, it yeah. can only be sort of. It can only be leveled out by alcohol. Like that yeah. was every you know this last. I was in Boston, you know, for like ten months. I went back there, mm-hmm. and it was just fucking horror. I mean, a huge snowstorm every week, uh-huh. not just. I remember it being cold when I was a kid on the East Coast, but this it's gotten it's just changed. It's becoming uninhabitable here. I mean, yeah, it's just the the things are the the things are shifting around. Yeah. Too much here, not enough there. Place. And then I came here, and I, and the, I didn't realize the drought was mm-hmm. to, to the extent that it is. It's exceptional. I mean, I don't think anybody's changed their lifestyles, but no. It's <laughs> yeah, we still have like our landlord still has a fucking gardener come. Like you're watering grass that doesn't need water because it's fucking Bermuda grass that can live. In a goddamn fucking underneath, yeah. underground, I don't know, that's the most rugged shit grass ever. Watering it at noon <laughs> for the third time of the week. Like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah. No, I'm just love, doing it. Just like, when you watch, you see like golf on TV and they'll yeah. do an over, an aerial shot of this like green lush thing just like plopped in the middle of, of the Mojave Desert, yeah. basically. <laughs> like, oh, how much water is that taking to, to maintain that thing? All of it. <laughs> And it's all because uh, people who they can they can afford the water they can yeah. afford to. I have actually the water. don't know much about the issue. I don't know how this works. I don't yeah. know how it seems like there's water. <laughs> I think well, that's what I think. I think it's sort of um, it's not. I don't want to say overblown. It's sort of dramatized for the for the effect because 
It has to be. People like to be terrified. Yeah, people love being terrified, but I don't know. I think that the the water, I think the, the, the big thing with the drought is it's not so much there's no water, there's not enough water to do the things like the big things with water that we're used to, like irrigation. Right, right, right. I, I read stuff like somewhere, that. or no, somebody told me that. I, I, I don't know if this is true, but if it is, it's kind of it's interesting to think about that. Eighty um, percent of the water mm-hmm. is used in California is used for uh, agriculture. For agriculture, yeah, which is two percent of the economy in oh, really? California. So we're using eighty percent of the water for two yeah. percent of the economy. And it's you know when you say to somebody, well, we should just knock out the agriculture. You think, well, you can't. I mean, wine and you know and all, all everything that we grow here, right? It, but and it is huge and it's an enormous. You know, we're talking about a lot of jobs, but right? I guess relative to the economy generally it's a really sm- it seems like a, a misuse of resources but i don't know if i'm right about that at all well, so what is the rest of the economy here i wonder well, movies for oh yeah thing. movies but yeah. even then I, and we I do wonder. have uh, there's there is oil here and natural oh there's gas. oil here there's energy there's oil yeah yeah but uh so what else what are you what have, what have you been up to i don't know man i've just been um just pissing and moaning no yeah. no not actually well, I want to ask you more about Boston stuff. Oh, so okay, you got, yeah. when did you first start doing comedy? We start, uh, 1999. 1999. Yeah. Was that in, well, when did you, what made you move to Boston? Stand up. I, I, uh, well, I, I had to get out of Paramus. Right. As you do. Cause you couldn't I, hack it as a pool it, shark. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I couldn't, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was a face in the mm-hmm. pool hall, so I had to leave. Uh, and then, um, I read just randomly, I kind of read somewhere that it was a good place to do comedy. Boston? I had always wanted it. I, I had I had been writing comedy already. Okay. And then um, I had an inkling to like, you know, New York was so close, I thought maybe I'll just go there. But then I don't know where I was, I don't know what I was reading, but I, I saw somewhere that Boston had a good yeah. stand-up scene, which it does. It's also always good to get further away from where you're from Absolutely. just because Absolutely. it creates the, yeah. it uh, makes the situation real as opposed to, yeah, like, yeah. Like a test. It was the best yeah. thing I ever did. I, I got on a bus with no plan. Like, really? Just got, really? <clears throat> yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I just got... Uh, so I mean, how old were you? My friends from home still claim that I ran away. Really? Uh, yeah. How old were you at this point? I was 21. 21? Yeah. You left. Did you... Were you in college or anything or no? Not at that time, no. So, I, I went to a disco with books. Uh, you did? For... In Paramus? After high school, yeah. And you... Yeah. So you, what, what did you study? Like, you're into reading it a lot? It was general. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of always did that on my own. I mean, yeah, you're just, a reader. I just did general stuff I, mean, I, I was a huge fuck up in high school so, really how yeah. so well i was drunk most of the time really yeah no yeah. way yeah yeah when did you start drinking like 15 or 16 i guess no what so how did that how did you get in because i'm like the complete opposite oh were you, a, you yeah. were a good student no i wasn't a good student <laughs> but i wasn't drinking <laughs> but you didn't get in trouble <laughs> yeah, i don't have an excuse i just uh fucking i was good in english class that's about it I'm, me too i mean yeah. i'm horrible at math and science yeah, i have terrible. no aptitude for any of that stuff really but yeah wait so you started drinking it was that sort of thing was it just it was the culture of life then yeah i mean i was it not that way for you i, I it was all it was, anybody but, did where you know at a certain point yeah i think we were like sophomores in high school and you know we filled up a Snapple bottle from something that was in a liquor cabinet of our parents. Right. And we went behind one of the pool halls and, and drank uh, it. And we drank. And, you know, I, I realized pretty quickly you're, that was going to be a, a sort of lifelong uh, preoccupation of mine. But I, it, you're catching me at a weird time because I, I haven't had a drink in 53 days. Wow. So, yeah. so, but when you say 53 days, that means you know, you know exactly how yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, 
I'm, I'm watching the clock on this one. So is this something, is this a self-imposed uh, hiatus or is it, are you like quitting or what? Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing exactly. Okay. I, I know I'm not sure. I, I have a date that okay. I, when I, I'm going to Chicago for doing, you know, just doing some, some little shows. Okay. There. Um, but you're, uh, you're really good at downplaying everything. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> no, no. You, you downplay these it like. Are down. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> They're where they belong. Okay. But, <laughs> um, the uh, So I'm going to drink when I go to Chicago okay. in September. But, so wh- when did you start not drinking? Uh, this was 53 days ago. Uh, it was, what was it, June? But is this the first time, first exile you've had? More or less. I I, I came, I, I got back one one of the early Bridgetown comedy festivals, uh-huh. I went up there and I got fucking hammered. Actually, I, 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 I though I don't remember the night particularly well. I just remember at one point I was biting Brendan Walsh's beard. <laughs> and, uh, oh, man. I, I woke up the next morning and it's all industry people or comics people, you know, yeah. and, you know, and I, I was so embarrassed. I was like, Gee, I, I beat up a giant pita. Like, it you was, beat it up. What do you mean? There was a, like, we were just on the street one night and like, somebody in a big like pita costume from a you know some, yeah. some like halal restaurant or something like the promoting it came walking down the street and i apparently just charged it and like tackled it and then in the midst of this wrestling match you from inside the pita you heard i'm a girl and like, oh my god <laughs> so, it was just you know i like, am a girl <laughs> yeah, like, i am a girl that's even worse it's not even like stop it uh please don't hurt me um um what are you doing it's just i'm a girl right oh so you know like just one of yeah. those weekends where you're like oh fuck i gotta knock this off so yeah. I didn't, I, but it didn't last long I, I, I drank for i didn't drink for like six weeks that was the longest i've gone okay so what, how many days is that that's uh 45 or something. 45. Okay. So you've already beaten that record. I have, yeah. But that's the first drought you ever had? It was after that? Yeah. I mean, I've always done like week, you know, okay. a couple of weeks. Like I'm going to take a couple of weeks off because I, you know, I, I drink way too much. So what do you like to drink? Whiskey and beer. Whiskey basically. and beer. Yeah. I drink wine too. Okay. But I've been in restaurants my whole life too, which is another That's the thing. It's like problem. a, yeah, if you work in restaurants, that's just, that's part of the culture as well, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you drink? I do. I don't drink that much. I like to drink a lot. I really like I really like beer. Like yeah. I sometimes I just I'm like I can't believe how much I like beer. <laughs> it's a thing where I was thinking about this the other day or maybe not the other day but a while ago. I was thinking there's not there's never been a time I can't think of a moment I wouldn't want a beer. Oh no, I me too. Yeah, it's, it's a thing where yeah. which it's such a weird thing because I don't know. I mean, there's all these quotes about beer. One of, I think the most preeminent one is that Benjamin Franklin saying, Benjamin Franklin said, uh, um, beer is proof of God's, ex- oh, it's, I'm gonna I, totally I, butchering it. It's I basically, know, I, I can't. Yeah. The existence of beer is proof that God wants man to be happy yeah, or something like right. that. Something where it makes sense. I remember hearing on, when I was in high school, driving around with my mom, hearing on public radio, they were talking about champagne and how this village with this champagne's made everyone's happy yeah, right. all the time because they're always just drinking champagne. Yeah, they, yeah. From, from breakfast till dinner, they're, they're titillated on champagne and how like, yeah, if that's, if that's the case, then yeah, I guess in a way, I mean, alcohol has always been a part of the human experience, oh, right? For, for, it's as long as we've been humans, yeah, was, every culture has a drink, mm-hmm. like, except for, I guess, I mean, I suppose that's why Native Americans were so destroyed by alcohol, yeah, right? Yeah. Because it's like the, yeah. the, the one of the few they, cultures that really they did other things though to try yeah. to try to to get know, messed, adjust adjust their their consciousness. Right. It's every every group we've ever known, other than ones that have sort of had their natural inclinations 
sort of hijacked by religion. Like so, which one? So, oh yeah. So like Muslims. Muslims, yeah. But that happened. You know, that was that's a fairly recent occurrence. Any right. early group that you go back to, they all had some means of whether it was chewing on cocoa leaves or yeah. It, and alcohol is like a such an easy, so easy to make. Yeah, it's like a, it's yeah. A, you can have it by accident. It's I mean, not that easy to make well at this point. That's but, true. Not easy to make but, well, but uh, yeah. but it's, if if all you want to do is scramble your brain, it's easy to do. Yeah, horses eat piles of rotting apples, and they oh, get really? drunk. Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. I've heard, I've heard stories about like they'll find horses or think horses. They'll just gorge themselves on these um. Um, apples that have turned and they just get fucking wasted yeah. and they pass out and they'll just like sleep for yeah I mean it's, it, with all creatures nuts? I, I think that the most I, I think the most universal feeling is to not want to feel the way you're feeling at that particular moment yeah that is, and everybody shared that and, and everybody and not you know not everybody they're you know some people are terrified of the idea like you hear the, the i don't like losing control argument yeah people. those those are people, those people are even scarier <laughs> right god damn it those people are the scariest because it's like jesus christ you don't want to use any chemicals because you're scared of of uh either a I've, i know people who have parents that are uh drug or alcohol and they just uh, they're super scared it's going to happen to them yeah and like wow so you just have you're so scared that you have no self-control that you will fall down the exact same pit you saw someone go right in front of you. Yeah, it's, like, it, it seems like a crazy assumption. I don't, yeah. or at least it, I don't know. I, I I've been thinking about it a lot because I obviously have some uh, inability to right. to manage it as well as I. You know, I wish I could drink like a gentleman, but well, I it's a real sliding scale, though. That's the thing. It's not like it's it's personal. It's uh, it's no one has. Same experience with it, yeah, 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 and I love it, which is another problem. Yeah, <laughs> like you said, I love beer and I love, right. I love being just being drunk. I'm, but I'm kind of quiet generally, and it it brings you out, lubricates the yeah, <laughs> but, social lubricant. Yeah, it makes yeah. it's a it's a weird thing to think about. Yeah, but going back to the whole idea of uh, like people who are people or cultures or anything where you just you're drinking a lot all the time and it's totally fine. I don't know. It just seems like why? Like why wouldn't I drink beer all the time if I like it so much? You know? No, no. Unless it become, you know. Yeah. It's the it's a great, uh, great servant, not a not a good master. If it, if it gets okay. a hold that's, of you, then that's a good know. one right there. That's <laughs> a good one. Somebody else said that. <laughs> wow, I never thought yeah. about that. <clears throat> but it is, you know, if you can, if uh, that's what part of this is a big experiment for me to see okay. if I can, you know, come out on the other side of this and have a couple drinks the, the other problem is i'm a really i'm not a bad drunk like other you know a few nights yeah you know, standing i i was i, I don't I, i'm very rarely rude to anyone or things like i i'll just get right. happier when I'm well drunk. that's the thing i think that most some of the, the worst alcoholics are the best drunks right because yeah if you're a bad drunk nobody's you, telling you to stop yeah <laughs> like i've so. had friends in high school i'm like this person is just fucking terrible drunk they can't drink at all they're fucking yeah. you want water yeah uh yeah if you have one um, Do you want a sparkling water or? A I, I'll take water? a sparkling one if there's one I have, there. I have coconut and I have grapefruit. A grapefruit. Okay, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the beverage known as Lacroix, which has taken the fucking world by storm. I'm not kidding. I think Randy and Brendan gave me a Lacroix. Did you? Did Probably. You, have you turned this uh, when I did their podcast. Is well, this, uh, honestly, I've been drinking Lacroix since I was a kid, and I. Because it's a, it's a Midwestern beverage. It's it made is in it? La Crosse, Wisconsin, I believe, or yeah, maybe right. Minnesota. Either way, it's right in the Mississippi River there. And they um or the La Croix, I don't know. Either way, it's it's Midwestern. And uh, I remember growing up, fucking hating it. Like I don't want to drink sparkling water. 
fucking I remember sitting in a banquet hall for some stupid community event and swishing the glass that had LaCroix in it and I found that if you did this for 15 minutes if you swished the glass the bubbles went away and it made it drinkable <laughs> and now it's like right. and now we're all fucking clamoring for this shit because everyone's over 30 and loves to drink alcohol and loves to like ah oh, yeah something I can drink that seems like I'm drinking alcohol that isn't alcohol that's almost it's almost even like a tenth of a percent as good as alcohol but the uh the company pellegrino must have seen a spike in their profits since i stopped drinking because it's all <laughs> that i've been doing to yeah try to, when i'm out like i just have it to try to trick my brain but it doesn't really work it's like a thing where it doesn't really work but it works just well enough to yeah yeah exactly it does it yeah. and and sometimes it just I, you know i find when you hang out with mostly drinkers just having something in your hand gets them off your back because it's so much so yeah. much of it is you want to drink you want to drink you want to drink and then yeah I try this can't. try this yeah. yeah so yeah and i want to i'm always like ah, i want a beer <laughs> i want a beer i want it but you God. you don't have a you have no problem with it i don't know i mean i don't think i have a problem with it i do have a problem in the sense where drinking beer drinking alcohol like many many days in a row causes my bowel because i have terrible bowels i have like mm. i had colitis for about 10 years and i had my colon removed oh and now i have you know that this is all reconnected and it's still not great but it's better than it was before but it's still it's like it's like a sensitive environment down there yeah and uh a lot of people i mean alcohol is a diuretic to some extent mm. alcohol does a lot of different things but yeah. uh yeah if, if i drink it a lot of times it just causes causes problems causes me to go to the bathroom more yeah. and have to go just it upsets things down there so it's a thing where there's like there's repercussions for me to, to when i drink right i think if i didn't if i wasn't sick if i didn't have any type of bowel problems i probably would drink a significantly amount more than i do <laughs> yeah like i think I, I might have a problem because my my dad's mother she was an alcoholic mm. she like drank like straight fucking actually she, i think she's i found this out recently i think she used to mix Vodka and gin. Ah, that's that's a, fucking. That's that's a crazy that's old, old shit. Mar, they, in England, they do it. It's like an old uh, old martinis. They, they would. Yeah, vodka and gin on the rocks and a like a coffee cup. That's what she <laughs> fucking drink. I don't think they did that part. Yeah, in England, but that, that, was your, that was your mother's your yeah. grandmother's innovation. Yep, and so she was a wild. She wasn't a. She was a drunk. Yeah, she was an alcoholic. But uh, yeah, I mean, every family's got one. Oh yeah, it's mm -hmm. this is rampant, this, uh, this especially instance. among people of uh, any type of Western European ancestry. Yeah. It's just what, what's your? Uh, I guess they're English, background. English they're all, and yeah. Welsh and French. It's all the same. Yeah, some uh, white northern people, and special northern white people drink. <laughs> yep. That's, yeah, yeah, because it's like it's part of the it's part of the whole thing there, especially the Irish man. I swear to God, yeah, I spent two months there last year, or year and a half ago now, and mm -hmm. you just see I. It's nuts. How, it's endemic, first, just right? Just how fucking dark it gets there. You know, like I was there in the winter, and yeah. it's only sunny. It's only light out for like six hours a day. And seems. even then, the light is diffused yeah, from it rain. Is. It's very the light's <laughs> very thin up yeah. there anyway. And yeah, you just uh, well, let's sit in a room and, and drink. God, drink until summer, which yeah. isn't even summer there. No, <laughs> so. it's sort of a bit of a. <laughs> Yeah. Just a glimmer. Yeah. Oh, there's a, sh a, sh a shaft of sun sunlight there. <laughs> a flash of humidity <laughs> at one point. <laughs> the world's worst Irish accent I just did. <laughs> no, mine's worse. But yeah, drinking, I don't know. I mean, I guess... Um, I mean, so what do you think about AA? Oh, 
for everything I, I know, I know there are different factions yeah. or strains of it, but everything I know about it is it's a cult of something. Yeah, it seems yeah. like to be like total bullshit. And and religion based in a lot right. of incarnations. It seems like it seems like garbage to me, but I, I don't know. I, and I don't want to, you know, it's okay. I, not do it. offend anybody who's a part of it. We, I, it's, you know, I, I have a joke that never works, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, um, that uh, I think, how did I put it? The Christianity is like methadone. Okay. Really good for drug addicts, really bad for everybody else. <laughs> and uh, I think that AA is, oh, man, that's good. AA is a bit like that. Yeah. It's, you know, it, if you need it, go ahead. Right. But I mean, really, if you could avoid it, you shouldn't. So <laughs> yeah, it seems to me it's almost the main, propor- the main proportion of AA is a, it's a social networking mm-hmm. tool before we had Twitter and other things like Which that. Which I totally understand. Yeah. I mean, in that sense, it makes, it makes sense. sense. Yeah. You do want us right. I, Cause you, I know how hard it is to be around drinkers and you do lose friends when you stop drinking or, or, or relationships are changed. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's built on a thing. Yeah. That, yeah. It was, you know, I have lots of buddies, my friends in New York. That's, I, had spent some time right. there and you know it's uh, it'll be interesting to see what it's like to reacclimate myself to that right. world because new york's a, is a nightmare you're just drunk all the time yeah because the, the bars don't fucking close the, yeah and i realized i hate that if i <laughs> I, I hate it i've been there i'm like yeah. what the fuck man how do you do is anything anyone gonna send me home come on tell me sent home i gotta know what to do <laughs> i gotta know i gotta have a bedtime i gotta have yeah. a reason yeah. not to stay here yeah because you realize i realized if there is a bar open at four yeah. in the morning i'm gonna be in it exactly it's you know so i had to get it that's <clears> such a thing that's like a, that's like a true distinction i feel like between people uh, who drink have a problem with drinking and people who don't it's just the ability to be like okay I'm not going to have more like to, to have that weird thing where you're thinking in the future as opposed to the moment yeah I make that mistake so much I come home I'm already drunk and it's like 2 or 3 in the morning and I'm like I'm going to have a beer and on the couch and eat these chips and watch uh, a part of a movie yeah. Like, and then the next day I'm like, why the fuck would I have another fucking beer? I was already drunk and I'm going to, and, and I'm eating this shit. So I'm just like sh- waking up shitting all night, every hour getting up to take a shit because I've drank this beer so close to bed. Just terrible. Like I do this constantly. I've done it. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I've done it recently and it's the kind of thing where, how is it possible that I can be a per- intelligent person and not understand that the ramifications of my actions are going to be so, oh, yeah. so soon. It's not even like, yeah. not even a day. It's just, yeah. oh yeah, it's this, it's, it's not all personal like ramifications like liver problems no, when, you're, when you're 50. It's immediate. It's, it's shitting now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to shit now and guess who's going to be hurt by it? No one but me. No one will be hurt by me. Maybe the dog will be inconvenienced because when I'm yeah. drunk, I like to lay on the dog bed, something about it. It's just like really comforting. Right. Like, yeah, I got really wasted recently and I was like, I came home and I was, I had the spins. I don't get, I don't like having the spins. That hasn't happened in a while. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. The spins is a sign that you have a low tolerance. I think yeah. that means because I hadn't been drinking a whole lot, but yeah. I fucking lay in that, dog, lay in that dog bed. Just like, oh, just so nice right? lay in that dog bed. The dog's like, no, that's, what are you doing? That's my bed. <laughs> that's a big dog bed too. So you can, it's almost like a yeah. papasan. <laughs> For me, it was that uh, the the bellwether for, I think, just flat alcoholism. Right. Was. I started to notice that when I would wake up in the morning after a night of drinking, there would be basically, you know, a 
half full glass of whiskey mm. near the bed. So I was getting home. Drinking in bed is and bad. Pouring a glass of whiskey for no fucking reason. Yeah, to get uh, like just for what? Just to pile on the hangover the next day. Yeah, and not even finishing it. So there was just no. I wasn't even. I wasn't in a position to even be able to drink this, and I was still. Yeah. Doing it. So and this happened quite a few times. Just recently. It was before I moved out here. Okay. I've been back here for about four months. So my drinking hit a real kind of fever pitch over the last at a breakup. Right. Yeah. That's all. That's a, that's a thing. Yeah. And I went on a four month bender. Got it. Man, I don't think I've ever been on a bender. It's been a long time since I have. I don't know if I'm, I don't think I'm physically capable of doing a bender. I could do like a bender that has every four days. I take like a, a a two day me day kind of thing where I just don't, (laughs) where I have to shut myself off and I have to just maybe uh, smoke some weed and uh, drink a lot of, a really nice carbonated non-sugared beverages and eat a lot of blueberries and whey protein and some rice fiber and yeah. but that's and, good but, yeah you have a, a natural governor that's sort of yeah i do but i also kind of hate that part of me hates that because it i feel like i feel sort of uh this is something i think i guess i've felt like my entire life but one is that i'm i'm missing out Mm-hmm. Because I'm not able to engage with the, with the fervor of someone who doesn't have an illness, and that like uh, that I don't really get to take it to the level. To, I don't really get to break the bank as as, right. as far as like because you know there's that whole idea of uh, of um, I'm trying to think how to describe it is the thing where you push something as far as you can go or you hit rock bottom the, basically the rock bottom mentality but maybe not rock bottom just mm-hmm. going as far as you can till you're either disgusted with yourself or someone punches you in the face and you get a wake up call yeah yeah I feel like that governor has kept me from ever taking anything to the point where I get a wake up call in the form of something aggressive like a, right. like a, like getting arrested or getting punched in the face or so are you worried that you're, you're just sort of you're you're forever sort of outside looking in and yeah and you're not you haven't ever i mean like not fully engaging in the uh and the the things even yeah. though they're terrible it's like i think you have to you have to know terror yeah, you want to go look to fight it. terror you have yeah. to yeah you want to look at the fucking thing yeah i'm the i guess the only part the, if i can relate to that at all it's because i've i've never really done drugs i've smoked pot and that's it okay because i i'm very uh uh i'm my system is very sensitive to to that kind of stuff, especially stimulants and stuff like that. Yeah. Right, coffee can send me over the edge. So really? Oh yeah, wow! Yeah, I, I get jittery really mm-hmm. easily. Even uh, pot does too. So I do know what you mean. Where uh, you know you you hear legend of of all these artists who are inspired by drugs, and your your mind is opened. And I have sort of kept myself out of that. And I, I I'm curious if I right. you know maybe that would have opened another sort of passageway to something know. creative but other than that i think i would say my experience and i've been around a lot of drinkers and drug most of most of those claims mo- most of that wake-up call is negative there's there really isn't yeah. that much happening there it's just, you're just they're good i mean apart from there's some good stories yeah you get you do get it's you do end thing. up eating up a pita every night <laughs> yeah but I, well, that's the thing about it is I, like I know it's negative like intellectually I know that mm-hmm. stuff is negative and people will say that to you even like in therapy therapists will say well you know that those are that's good that's good that you know that and it's and you don't want to engage in that you're unable to engage in that that's but that's like that's sort of like saying the thing um it's like if someone uh 
um, oh, you missed the concert? Oh, it was shitty. It was not good. Right, right. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't good. No, they sucked. It was really boring. I actually wish I didn't go. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It, yeah, you can yeah, say that till you're fucking blue in the face, and it can. It can be true. It can be totally true. Like it was really not fun. It sucked. But guess what? You still were there. You still were at the fucking event. And no, you're, you're yeah, right. That's like the whole thing. Sorry, I Let's actually take a quick break here. Okay. We'll come back. Yeah. We're back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're back with James Patterson. I don't think I said your full name at the beginning, did I? I don't remember. Well, I did. James Patterson. I didn't. Maybe I did. I don't know. Johnny JP. <laughs> JP, Johnny Pemberton, James two Patterson. J- just two JPs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We sure talk a lot about drinking. Yeah. But it's a thing, though. I don't. I guess I've, I've never really talked that much about it, but it's a... Yeah, I mean, our business mm-hmm. in comedy, it's... It's in, it's endemic. It's ineradicable. Yeah. It seems. Two drink minimum. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You, it's just based yeah. in it. And Though, which for comics really does, turn, it's it's more like an eight drink minimum. Right. Most, most nights. Yeah. I mean, do you find, do you, do you always drink when you perform? It's funny. I, I when the For the first kind of year I did comedy, I think I was drunk the whole time. Yeah, you have to be because yeah, you're so nervous. I was, I was too. I was scared to death. Yeah, um, I peed. I pee a lot. Oh, right. <laughs> I would pee like six times before I went up. Yeah. Just because I was so scared I had to pee. Oh, God. Yeah. And then uh, I I did hit a, a point where I, I kind of got it in my head where I shouldn't have even a single drink before I went on. And that yeah. went on for a couple of years. Um, but now... I, it's it actually it's not really relevant to my drinking. It's if I I couldn't have one or I, yeah. maybe I, if I get somewhere late I won't have one. It, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it, but it doesn't matter. It's after as soon as I get off. I'm that's wor- It's that's yeah. That's the come down is what I like mm-hmm. getting off stage and that's when I want one more than totally with stage fright or anything. Which I I still have to some degree, but right. it's not. I can I can be up there sober. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I find I started performing always sober if I could, or if if, if I did have thing I had like one beer, just yeah. no more next. I don't want to get. So I found it made me much more clear and more like uh, and quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the way uh, you do it, I, I can't imagine alcohol helping. You yeah, know, with me it's more. I'm there's a lot of reciting and <clears throat> so. To be loose for me is is might help a little bit. Okay, with you, uh, you. I mean, you're so in the moment. Right, it's like a different style. Yeah, yeah. Well, you do. Yeah, you do a lot of writing. It's uh, your writing is great. The first, the first time I ever saw you on stage was the Walsh Brothers show year ago, years ago, and you were writing a letter. You wrote like a letter to a bunch of billionaire mm. a, billionaires asking them to fund your lifestyle. <laughs> right. Is right. that posted anywhere? Uh, no. I, oh, that's I, so I, funny. I done. I did it. I did that bit once last year. Yeah, like well, I, I, I'll do it every now and then. Yeah, what, what, what is it exactly? You have to say it again. It's that I wrote uh, Bill Gates a letter uh, asking him if he would pay my rent from now on, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, so and then I, after I did that, I realized I was like, well, I should just write everyone on the Forbes yeah. 400 list. Like, why? <laughs> why? If it why were, not? If it works once, it's worth it. Yeah. And uh, 
But you like lay out a very clear series of points, like why it would be beneficial to them and for right. you, and thrust, why not. I think the thrust of my argument was that the the patronage system had, had has disappeared. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, I tried to guilt him about that. Okay, and and, uh, and then um, what? So I had written that, and then kind of, I guess I sent them all out, and maybe six months later I got a. An email because I did this actually via email. Okay. In the bit, I, I claim that I sent letters right. out, but um, and I got an email from the, an office uh, of a billion, a Texas billionaire, and uh, it was just this very smug response. What did he say? It was a secretary, you know, or an assistant or something. Yeah. And she uh, she basically just said uh, said that you know the guy has a lot of charitable charitable organizations mm-hmm. that he works close closely with with and uh she said just basically please don't contact this office again as you, you have uh, to contact as, them oh, again I, did. I wrote i wrote oh. immediately <laughs> i wrote another oh that's wrote, like yeah. that's like we have the same response to anything oh don't come back here again yeah. well actually i wasn't I, planning on it but now i will be coming here until i'm physically removed <laughs> I, it was and my response was ridiculous because i he worked, the guy worked with UNICEF. Right. And so I, then I argued that, you know, this guy could don't, he could dedicate every penny he's ever made to UNICEF and East Africa will remain a horrible place to be. My problems are actually yes, solvable, solvable by way of financial <laughs> support. This is, he's throwing money into a whirlwind right. his way. I was like, why don't we try my way? It was, <laughs> Yeah. Do you have these published anywhere? No. Not, you should do uh, it. You should publish them. I've had people. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I never do any of the things I'm supposed to do. Well, but. I would like to see that. Is there any grander uh, literary work that you have in mind? Or do you feel like is uh, something that's. I've it, got half written novels everywhere. Okay. Either. My computer is just full of. of garbage do you <laughs> that think that'll happen at some point like do you think is there like a few you think there's, there's like a tipping point is because a lot of times people um it just takes time and a certain age where you're like you hit 45 and all of a sudden you stop caring about the thing that was keeping you from doing the thing that you right. wanted to do and you know what i mean i mean i'm i'm, I'm hoping that that's the horizon I'm, right. I'm hoping to reach but uh it yeah i, I want to write <clears throat> i'm writing you know i came back out here with the intention of doing screenwriting right. which i've been doing for a while right. i haven't sold anything but you know i'm working on it takes forever though yeah yeah it's it and not only it takes forever to get good at it too which yeah it's it was a weird i, I thought i would just be good at it uh-huh. and it, it, you realize it's nope it's a skill yeah, to it's work fucking, at, just like anything else do, writing, you write, do you write screenplays and stuff like no that? i i have like you know i've i have so many ideas that's the problem. I, I, my, my whole problem is that I have so many ideas for so many things that it's hard to decide which. Um, God, I'm even looking for an analogy here. I don't know. I, th- I thought of ski ball, and I thought of. I was going to say it's hard to decide which horse to ride. Maybe that is the right, right thing. Yeah, no, that's yeah. That, I have a lot works. of a lot of baby horses. <laughs> yeah, and I can't tell which horse I should spend my time nurturing, teaching the way. because yeah. I don't know which has the potential. But yeah. all that's all. I know. I know intellectually. Again, intellectually, I know. Yeah. That. That is all foolish and stupid and doesn't matter because everything's in vain. Oh, anyways, because right. yeah. everything nothing I mean, matters. You're, you're guessing just like you, whatever horse you pick. It's you're you're all unless. I mean, I, I like to think that guys get to a certain you know amount of experience where right. they kind of know a good idea from a bad idea. But for the most part, 
You're guessing. Like it's you know we're yeah. it's like with bits. How many times you get up there and think this one is gonna right. really fucking fly, and then it's just it's not, and it doesn't or move. vice versa. Like, yeah, why are you laughing at that? You're I laughing at me. that. It, it just seems like we we've been doing this long enough that that shouldn't happen. That's yeah. the one that's the most confounding to me. Is where I I thought this was a throwaway line, mm-hmm. and that's the line that you guys liked. Yeah, <laughs> like, but. I suppose it's the opposite, though. It's just a thing where that never changes. It's always going to be that way. You're never, there's never going to be a moment where everything, oh, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it will, maybe for like a week. And then it's just, because <laughs> I've had that happen so many times with stand up where I'm like, oh, I fucking get it, man. I get stand I get it now. Yeah. And then it's just something happens where you should just, be back in okay I gotta work on this yeah. some more this thing and I have the thing I've heard a lot of comedians talk about where their bits sort of seem to go stale you know like I'll think yeah. something will be working because you stop caring about it yeah and, yeah. I, and, and I'm particularly bad at it because I'm not a great performer anyway so you know I, I, I can I hear myself fucking droning on stage and I'm just like, that's oh, a weird God, thing God, I yeah <laughs> I find that I, droning is the th- I find that when, when I start to be conscious of the tone of my voice <laughs> yep. you know you're in a bad spot mm-hmm. when you can hear like this is what happens I'll be talking and it's, everything starts to sound like it's a moment it, sound and you yeah. know man, is, I can is this and, how I sound and it becomes where I take is this what they're here yeah <laughs> I'm not even taking a step back from myself. I'm taking two steps back because I'm taking a step back from the person who's watching the person to look at the person watching that person and notice and like sort of like be like a, a maestro or a, a conductor and conduct the tone like and the sandwich going down then these we're going to and so I'm just this fucking tone beast yeah. that's muttering stuff. It's being conductor from afar to yeah. raise or lower pitch to to feign inflection to feign pitch. I gotta yeah. give a shit That's, yeah I, I, when I realized for me I'm a uh, big Bob Dylan fan okay and I you know go see him every now and then it's you know it's a fiasco right is, and he because and that's my nightmare is that that's what I sound like when he's up there, just like you know, just the. It's not even that anymore. That was like in the '90s when he would do that, like that that nasally off. Now it's really just. And I'm like, that's what the, I am. Through my fucking act, and these and and I hate it, and and they should. And well, that's that's what happens. That's the same as anything. Where if you don't like what you're presenting, then no one else. Yeah. Why would anyone else like it? Yeah, I, but I can't the way. I do it I, I this is an excuse too but I just can't come I can't stay ahead of my boredom like I I can't produce enough to all you know yeah. I just don't come up with the, that many ideas yeah I, 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 I come with a lot of ideas but they just they don't you know always turn out right and then the better your the better your 40 minutes is the worse your new five appears within it and so I, I to that's been my experience at any rate. When, yeah, I don't when know. When you're so reliant on the words, which is uh, which I am, it's oh, okay. It's a headache. Yeah, I find the compl- like the total opposite, where it's a thing where I uh, the the new stuff is the only stuff that's good. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like yeah. like just like oh, that's such a great joke. Have you done that before? I'm like, I've literally never said those words before in my entire life, <laughs> and yeah. probably will never say them in the way I've just said them ever again. To will it be funny? So so thanks, that, thanks for that fucking compliment, asshole. <laughs> yeah. That brings a question that I was when I see guys like you and Josh and yeah. Josh did uh, our show the show I do with the Walsh brothers. Okay. And it's the same thing I'm watching. I'm like, Jesus, this is like, those were different animals. Like the way the whole yeah. approach is so different. Um, and he, he was awesome. 
do you guys do you like do you record yourself and then i record when i remember to yeah i try yeah. to yeah and then you go back and i do yeah. i try to but i'm kind of struggling with something right now because i got a new phone and all the voice notes are labeled march 17th 2014 <laughs> like 150 voice notes of all been recorded the same day so i have no idea when the fuck they were i can't cross-reference them with my calendar like, okay that's that show must be this day because it was recorded this day nope so i'm just like in the dark and listening to these uh, when you listen to a comedy set on your phone and you don't know when it was from or where it is you're just kind of blindly trying to fill it's, it out it's terrifying that is, that is, this thing where like you're, you're, oh, like I just hate myself it's your Groundhog's Day for, yeah uh, for your- god it is but yeah I, do, I try to record it I mean that definitely helps uh, some of that's just laziness too because it's if I did spend genuine time listening to stuff that I recorded that maybe it was a joke in the moment you can recreate it it just takes work and yeah. diligence and sort of right yeah, I think it's just simply just work. You have to just figure out the stuff. Yeah, I was—I never knew because I always figured that you kind of, you, if you were going to do a long set, let's say, right. you would kind of go 50-50. Like half of it would be yeah. stuff that you've kind of worked out. Right. And then you would kind of, the other half, you would just mess around and do the stuff that you, the way. Because you create that way, right? I mean. Yeah, I mean, every, everything I write is pretty much right on stage. Yeah. And, uh, I've never written a single word on really? stage. Really? No, God. I've I mean, I, I, I wish I could do the airway. That's I a, wish I could do it your way. I, yeah. I, I'm a, I feel like I'm a prisoner. Like up Gosh. There. If, I, if I run out of words, it shows over. And I have to stop. <laughs> I have a thing. I've, I've worked on like, uh, like raps with Doug, Doug Pound, DJ Doug Pound. Oh, right, we yeah. make a lot of music together. Yeah. And I've tried in vain to like write rap lyrics and I yeah. all, and they'll be good but when it comes to recording them I just can't do I just can't do what's written for some reason I don't I can it just is so much more work to do that yeah. than it is to record a ton of stuff that is off the top of my head and then slowly kind of pick out what was good and yeah. then re-record it and then uh, listen to that and kind of winnow it down to what was good from you, in the my moment. My buddy, you know, Chris Walsh is, yeah. is that way. And he, okay. you know, when we work on stuff, if you just give him a line and he knows, he says it of himself. If you give him lines, it, it almost, it trips him fun. up. Yeah it, yeah. it almost confuses him. It seems. And he, and you know, he can get near the thing, even if you do, if it's a sketch or something yeah. like that, he, he, he does it and it, it's fine, but he doesn't like, you know, and he knows he, he always, he laments that too, that he, right. he has to learn how to, deliver lines and yeah and think thinking a script it's hard yeah when you're uh, yeah i for, but it, it's funny i would have the exact opposite problem if somebody yeah. didn't tell me what to say i would well, that's what i always say that every comedian i know is a blend of those two mm-hmm. it ends of the spectrum either you're doing everything like lil wayne where it's all you don't write down anything yeah. or you write down everything yeah and some people are really great like this comedians who i love i'm jealous of them because i'm like oh no that person i can't do what they do and then there's this, uh, you know, this goes both ways. There's people like Todd Glass. I see. Yeah. I'm like, I have, I understand his method because I feel like that's I like what he does because I feel like it's the same sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, or similar. It's just it's the same methodology of stand up. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, um, he's, he, he's another one to me watching. That's like it's like watching a, a leprechaun up there. I'm like, yeah. How is this even? How is this possible? Cause well, because it's just a moment in time. Yeah. It's never going to exist again. He just who has. Was it, who was your? Uh, are there guys that you? Like? I think. I, I, well, I mean, I my first. Favorite stand-up comedian was Richard Pryor, probably. Mm. I love Richard Pryor. I still think he's the best, yeah. Yep. But just just this whole thing with Robin Williams passing away, I just, I mean, it really hit me hard, actually, yesterday, because I was realizing, like, oh, my God, I didn't realize how, he was a huge influence yeah, on yeah. me. But it was happened at such a young age that I don't think I even, 
it was before I even considered the idea of ever possibly performing mm-hmm. or especially doing it for a living or anything like that. So, yeah, if my Facebook feed is any indication, a lot of people had that realization. Yeah, that. he was he was much more a part of their their comedy sort of totally worldview than they realized. Yeah, I remember seeing him. That there's some performance. I I always thought it was live at the Rainbow Room, but it's not. I think it's it's some live in San Francisco performance from like mm-hmm. the late seventies. He's got suspenders on. He's sweating like crazy, and it's like a kind of a theater in the round, almost theater around, like a semicircle theater. And he's just going nuts. And I was watching with my dad. My dad is like almost humorless. You know, he's very, he's funny, like in a sort of Dave Barry way when he presents talks, like medical talks. Like yeah. he can be funny then. Is your dad but, a doctor? Yeah. Oh. So he can be funny then, but otherwise he just doesn't. Like if I do something that's funny and my sisters and my laugh at it, he's like, I don't, I don't know, I don't, why, why is that funny? I don't understand. <laughs> He just doesn't get it. I was like, Dad, I fell on the ground and I made this weird sound. That's what happened. As simple as that. I fell over and made a weird sound. It's a funny, it's like a funny thing. It's like, I, I, I don't understand. Why is that funny? So stuff like that. But right. I just remember the other day of him, we, somehow we're watching Comedy Central at the same time. He was probably walking from one room to the other and commenting on the thing he watched for a second. That wasn't news. And uh, it was Robin Williams. <laughs> and he was just, he's, he's going blazing fast there, right? And uh, he, my dad was like, wow, he's so ahead of the audience. He's just, they, they can't catch up. And I was oh, wow, that's so cool. And I think I, I have subconsciously thought about that a lot, sense of being yeah. like you're like the smartest guy. If you're on stage and you're doing that, you're the smartest person in the room and you're like you're like a fucking light commander where no one can Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the, you are the alpha. You're the fucking lightning bolt. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it, cocaine obviously is a, a you notice part it, of it. you must notice it when you do you know the the times that I'm forced into doing crowd work because of a heckler or something like that. Yeah. It, it's almost like press conference humor in a way. It it, it seems like Bar gets lowered. The, it does. The expectations are so yeah. different. You know, when, when when they realize you're doing it off the top of your head, they'll laugh at something that is far less yep. interesting than the thing that they knew you prepared. Totally. And, and 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 a lot of improv is that way. But it's he was. I I just read today a, a quip he had. I guess it was uh, during like for some publicity during the for the movie Awakenings mm-hmm. and um, uh, Penny Marshall was a director and she. Like I think what she's famous for, she kind of flubbed her words when she was describing the, the movie. Right. And she said, uh, "It takes instead of saying it takes place in a mental hospital, she said it takes place in a menstrual hospital." <laughs> and he apparently, according to he apparently just chimed right in and said, "It's a period piece." <laughs> you know, like he's, you know, I get he was, right he was vast. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't so have thought fast. to say that, <laughs> but yeah, I just I think I gotta start using some cocaine. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of cocaine, but I don't know. Maybe it's I maybe I need fr- it. It's the most frightening of the drugs. It's oh terrible. no, no, needles scare me more. But yeah. coke. Well, needles is that's a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah, right. right. Jeez, needles. Who's doing what needles? Kind of mental case. <laughs> you, you're doing needles. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! We got a guy doing needles here. All right, clear the room. He's needling pot. He's needling weed, but it's still needles. Yeah, that would be. I think it's probably more scary if you were injecting some type of a marijuana serum. Is more scary than smoking heroin. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think I'd probably smoke heroin before I would yeah, inject right. yeah. any Needle, marijuana. Yeah, needles are that's the yeah. that's the chasm to leap. Yeah, it's like who? Are, have, you, have you done needle drugs? You have. <laughs> Okay, um, we have a different restaurant section for your se- seating for you. We have a different. It's, uh, it's pretty, pretty, 
<laughs> needle yes. drug users. You can't sit here. I'm sorry. We just we know you. It's been been 12 years, but there's just there's children here. We'll just mark sensible segregation. We'll call it. <laughs> yeah. That's not your water fountain. I'm afraid. Oh no, no. Yeah, that would be great. That was segregation. It was all just based on conservatism. Like who's <laughs> yeah. who's the most conservative? I always like, I wanted to write a bit where it was really just all based on water fountains. Uh-huh. That was it. They just wanted the sanctity of water fountains to be maintained. And nothing and, else. And, and everything else was whatever. Yeah, but, I wouldn't care about that. Oh, just water fountains. <laughs> just, yeah, you're not. Yeah. This was a water fountain society. <laughs> um, so when are your shows in Chicago? Uh, I'm going there the 2nd. Of uh, September. September. Okay. Yeah. This will be up by then. September 2nd. Yeah, I'm going to be at the Comedy Underground. Yes. Yeah. Have you done that one? I haven't. But yeah, I haven't I, even I, seen I, it. I always hear it's awesome. Um, Fam and I were in Chicago. We did a art space called Heaven Gallery, which is in Wicker Park. Mm-hmm. Doug used to live there. Oh, yeah? We did it. It was great. It was really fun. It was hot, but it was fun. Yeah. I'm looking Chicago's the, it's great. I, I've hung out there a bunch of times. I've actually never done comedy there. Oh, it's great. They're yeah. great audiences because everyone there has, they're they're cool, but they also are. They have lives. They're not <laughs> right. other comedians, and they yeah. have sort of. They're not looking at things from a, a monetizing perspective. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I I do. I want to, and I'm running the show at the Walsh Brothers every Tuesday. Awesome. Which anytime. Where is that? Neon Venus. Do you know? Got it. Oh, I don't. Corner of Melrose and. Sweet. Uh, La Brea there's a little black box it's it's good it's good it's fun. it's fun what about other stuff where can people find things of yours to consume and Twitter Twitter <laughs> yeah. what is your Twitter uh, the handle is uh, J Scott Patterson J Scott Patterson P-A-T-T-E-R-S-O-N yes J Scott Patterson thanks James thank you Johnny bye Thanks for listening to Twisting the Wind. Bye. They just keep holding me. I won't let go. Holding me. Won't let go. I need armor, 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 armor to armor them down. I need armor, 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 armor to armor them down. Drum them down I need armor
Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. <laughs> the NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.